somebody out there might really value this item. And your job is just to find that person and to be a little bit more confident about it. It's time for e-commerce explored. Time to explore deep into a tricky e-commerce topic. We're here to help you overcome your e-commerce growth barriers. Welcome to my brand new show, E-Commerce Explored, which we're temporarily co-releasing to listeners of the E-Commerce Master Plan podcast too. So hello, E-Commerce Master Plan listeners. E-Commerce Explored is the home of our occasional seasonal podcast where I'll be diving deep into one big topic over a handful of episodes to help you get to grips with it. Our first topic is overstocks. How do you get rid of them? How do you avoid them in the first place? All with the triple aim of helping you to improve cash flow, to increase profits, to avoid waste and sending product to landfill. We're releasing the episodes over the next few weeks every Thursday, but if you want the content sooner, including getting access to episode three right now, then just sign up for our latest virtual event for free at ECMP, short for e-commerce master plan, dot info forward slash overstock. That's ECMP dot info forward slash overstock. Attendees of the event are getting the episodes in their video format and several other resources we've put together to help you solve this challenge as well. So if you want all that, hit pause right now. Go and do it. And when you hit pause, which if you've hit pause, you won't hear me saying this, but we'll carry on anyway. Hit pause and go to ecmp.info forward slash overstock to sign up for free right now. Signed up? Yeah, done it? Brilliant. Let's get on with the content then. Now, in this session, we are answering the question, how can you sell your excess stock to your existing customers? Why are we covering this? Well, right now, the majority of e-commerce stores are being held back because their cash is tied up in stock they wish they didn't have still sitting in that warehouse. Their marketing ends up full of brand eroding discount messages. The bank account lacks the cash needed to buy the right stock. And that means the marketing budget even is suffering too, just when the cost of acquisition is increasing, just when you need more marketing budget to clear your stock. The good news is that there are thousands of ways you can clear that stock. As per the slide I ran through in my intro session, there are so many different ways you can do this. Right the way from selling via your own channel at full price down to destroying it and sending it to landfill. Now, picking between these is a constant trade-off between how much volume of stock you can manage to clear via that channel, how quickly you can clear the stock, and how much profit you're willing to sacrifice to get rid of it fast or to get rid of it at all. So there's lots of decisions to be made. And because there's so many options, we're going to split it across this session and session three. So in session three, we're going to get into how you can clear it via other people's channels from eBay to overseas markets and more. Coming up in this session, though, how can you clear it via your own website? This should be the best margin, but it might be a little bit slow. 
Plus there's that opportunity cost. Every time you feature the overstock products, you're not featuring the new products, the seasonal products that you actually want to sell this week. So there will be a point where you want to clear them another way, but I'm about to stray into session three. So let's stop there, Chloe. Let's focus in on what we're gonna be talking about in this session that you've tuned into right now. So kind of three parts to what's coming up for you. First off, we've got Rosie Bailey from probably my absolute favorite use of AI in marketing, Nibble. Uh, Rosie is gonna be sharing how the clever use of chatbots combined with your marketing channels can clear your excess stock via your website faster, clear your excess stock via your website for lower discounts than you're currently doing, that means more margin for you and clear your excess stock with positive rather than negative marketing messages. Sounds too good to be true. It isn't. She's got the case studies to back it up. Then Anna Llorente from DoFinder is sharing how to better use online merchandising tools, especially search, and by in order to make your excess stock more visible, because if it's visible, then it's going to get bought. Of course, the great thing about both of these tactics is they can also be used to shift more of your stock at the start of the selling process so it doesn't turn into overstock in the first place because you sold it sooner. So kind of just some really good ways of getting more product off your website with those two, two expert guests. Then I'm going to give you a couple of extra tips because I was really keen in this episode to highlight two unusual and innovative approaches to clearing excess stock rather than just talk about endless marketing tactics. But of course, that mean, that does leave us with an awful lot of options that have gone unmentioned. So I'm going to wrap up this session with some extra quick fire tips that I've come across whilst researching this event and from my nearly 20 years of experience. And if that isn't enough, then when we get to um, to in a couple of weeks time, you will be getting if you're signed up to the event anyway, uh, which if you're watching the video on the event site, you are. We will be letting you know when our Overstocks Handbook, which is an ebook we're producing alongside the event pack with extra advice and the stuff we couldn't fit into the sessions. Once that's ready, then I will be letting you know. And that's going to have even more ways you can sell via your own website and clear that excess stock via others. But again, I'm straying into session three, Chloe. This is session two. Here we are to deal with how can you sell your excess stock to your existing customers? So let's get on with it. Let's meet our first guest, Rosie Bailey from Nibble. Hello, Rosie. How are you? Hi, Chloe. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much for the chance to have a chat about clearing stock, one of my favourite topics at the moment. I don't think we've had a conversation in the last couple of months where we haven't talked about this, so it's kind of cool to get to put it on tape. <laughs> so um, let me ask you the big old question. How can you sell your excess stock to your existing customers? What's the best way to do it? The most important place to start is from a place of honesty. And I've been talking to a lot of brands about excess inventory or overstock over the last couple of months. And it's quite an emotive subject and it presents a bit of a dilemma. And I think people are afraid that clearing it will destroy your brand values or somehow 
sort of queer the pitch with your your customer base so that they will never buy from you full price again. And and it couldn't be further from the truth. But this this spirit of honesty, I think, can actually be a source of strength where you can actually say, say what your brand values are while you're clearing stock and make your customers feel lucky to have the chance to have maybe a little special deal or a gift with purchase they weren't expecting or a chance to frankly re-engage with you. So I, I think it's that honesty and bringing perhaps a diverse team together who find it difficult to do this, to, the, to address this subject. I think where people get it wrong is where they just go, big percentage, big percentage all the time. And that's when it has the brand eroding capacity. But there's so many options we have now for cleverly clearing it whilst being, like you say, being honest with the customers. It's like, I always think every discount should have a reason. And this is a time to go, we're doing this because of this reason. So we wanted to, to, you know, and then turn it into a positive spin rather than just those massive black and yellow, red and white percentage pieces totally agree so are you find finding that that's working taking these cleverer methods is working for people yes one of our customers said oh i've put 75 percent off and then put a voucher code on top and no one's reading my emails and and so it was kind of like ouch that's really painful so we we went into a different approach and we allowed them to nibble a discount so this is this is what my company does is allows this point of purchase negotiation of price and so we swapped that 75% off email for an email that said, come to our website, see what's in the warehouse sale and see if you can get a special personalized deal. And the open rate of that email alone was 30% higher than a standard vouch code email because it was honest and it was inviting and it was intriguing and it was different. Well, it's such a different mess. I mean, you know, that that example of we put 75% off and a discount code and they're still not buying. It's like if ever there was a message that your messaging is wrong, this yeah. is the time to try something different. And so so it was I'd never realized you would get you were putting the, the kind of the nibble message right up there in the call to action to come to the website. Not just that it's sitting here on the website ready to play with you when you're ready, but actually using it as a marketing message to say come and see if you can get a great deal. And what was it you said that one was? A personalised special discount. Yes. And we do things like bigger discounts for bigger baskets or um, bigger discounts for loyal customers. So it really is genuinely personalised if your customer is willing to buy. In this case, it was gin. So six bottles of gin at the same time because they've got plenty of storage space and they're very fond of gin. Then we can do them a better deal. Um, but we'll still do you a deal on one bottle of gin, but you need to understand that it's give and take, isn't it? And so what they did is they put some very smart copy around it. So the warehouse part of their website said these bottles are dusty, but the gin inside is still the same great gin that you would expect from us. And so and they'd, they'd actually got the wrong label on. They'd, they'd been through a rebranding. So the labeling on this bottle was the old branding. But they made they made a thing about it. And then what we found is when the customers came to that part of the website, they engaged and they get engaged furthermore in the brand tone of voice. Right. So there was the come on, man, there's a pending economic downturn. I'm sure you could do better on a bottle of gym. Help a brother out, you know? And and it was just this real kind of like, and and this positivity of the engagement because the customer felt like they were getting, they were getting something unique to them. And of course, the retailer managed to clear the stock. And incidentally, in this situation, 
at um, a 4% better margin than a voucher code. So they were going to voucher it at 15% off and they cleared it with a negotiation at 11% off. So there's a mystery bit of this we're not quite elaborating to the customers, to the audience rather. So I want to get into that in a second, but I just want to understand the flow. The flow is they get, rather than getting a 75% off email, they get a email saying, we've got, we've just added some, some cool stuff to our clearance area. Come and see if you can get a special discount. Intrigue, intrigue, special offer, et cetera. Great copywriting. They come through to the site and they're seeing good reasons for why there's discounts you said about the dusty bottles etc cetera, etc cetera, that the comp you know the brand have put together on that page and then the nibble chatbot gets involved so tell us a little bit how that deploys because i think that's the things people are going what there's a conversation going on this sounds like manpower this sounds like a lot of work can you talk us through that bit of it please Rachel? sure i mean you could replicate this on your customer service chat just to be clear so a lot of these reasons and this customer service but obviously the nibble chatbot makes it easy and automated. So what we do is we sit on the product page um, in order to capture someone who is is got great desire to purchase but might not be happy with the value, might not be happy with the price. And then nibble pops up as a, a chatbot that looks a bit like WhatsApp. And it says, I see you like this item. Is there a price that would work for you? And what we find is that conversation tends to focus on value and not discount. So people start talking about a price in dollars or in pounds that works for them rather than I'm desperate for 20% off. And so then if something is priced at, let's say, $32 or, or $45 a, a, a pounds a bottle or something, then the minute it goes under the £30 or under the £40, somebody feels like they've got great value. They're not out there with their pocket calculator or their phone calculating <laughs> the percentage off. They're just thinking, I feel like I've got a great deal. Or they might say, if I buy two at the same time, do I get a better discount? And at that point, Nibble will say something like, I definitely can do a better deal for bulk purchases, but don't forget this is quality assured farm made gin with all organic ingredients. So just really reminding the customer why they came to this website at the, at the beginning and why they loved the brand. And back to my original point, it's a chance to re-engage on your brand values. It's not a it's a chance to say to someone, you're really lucky that we've just got this little bit of stock that we need to clear before we have another delivery. Let's find a win-win. What I love about, I love so many things about this. I mean, it's why you're here, because I love, I love this. Um, but I love the fact that it's on brand right the way through to the chatbot. And I think people find it really hard to get chatbots on brand. And I think that's one of the big fears people have. So I'm, I'm assuming there's been some training of the bot. I'd see you again. I'm going to display how little I know about a working AI here. Is there some training or some branding that, that goes into the setup process? Yeah. So basically, um, we, we ask you for some information about your brand tone of voice. It could be as simple as a copy of your about us. So this is so this gin brand, it's organic ingredients, it's farm made, it's very English, very traditional. And so we, we take those brand values and then we put them into what we would call reasons. And reasons are the reasons why a negotiation works, right? So you don't just go, hey, I want it for £28. You might say, I want it for £28 because I'm on a budget today. And Nibble might say £29 because it's all organic ingredients. And so the reasons, and you think about this, how you negotiate in real life, you don't just say, I want this. You say, I want a better salary for my job because I've got 20 years experience or I would like a, 
more holiday allowance because I have a young family or whatever your reasons are, you, you often give them to add weight to your, your conversation, to, to your negotiation. So we do that for your brand. So yeah, so we take your brand values and we put them into the chat. Um, so Nibble can talk with as much enthusiasm about your brand as you do. And what the other thing I totally love across, I, I love how easy it is for the brand to get this set up and to get it all working. It's not a hugely onerous task. What I also love is that it flips that messaging in order to create a better result. And I think we get to this point where we think we've just in, keep increasing the percentage and it will work. Fundamentally, humans don't understand percentages. As your example just proved, we don't go, can you have 10% off? Can I have 20% off? We say, can I do it for 45 quid? Can I do it for 30 quid? We, we think in, in actual numbers, but it also go takes what is a, a bad marketing message or a brand destroying marketing message into a brand improving um, message, which increase the response, increase, has the potential to increase volume that someone's buying. So let's face it, if you've got an excess stock problem, if everyone buys two, that's a good thing, <laughs> you know, because it's going to clear it out faster. We did a stock clearance the other day for somebody and every single, not every, but the majority of items that had a nibble discount on were put in the cart with a full price item. Really? Hmm. So, so it became a catalyst to purchase? It's a dwell time on your website. It's an engagement with your brand values. It doesn't preclude someone going, I love this brand. I'm going to buy a full price item too. Nice. And what? And I think you said as well that the actual the overall discounts ended up being less than they were planning on discounting the product by anyway. So they took a bit off to put it in the sale, and then Nibble negotiated a bit more, but it was lower than they 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 made more margin. Is what I'm trying to say. What number was that again? So so in that case, we made four percent better margins. We've done up to twenty three percent better margins for someone compared to what they're willing to go to because somebody was willing to basically take it down to half price. And we managed to clear the stock for 27% off, right? So it's those sorts of orders of magnitude because when you're making those decisions on a percentage basis, you probably take a whole segment of stock and say, well, I think we'll have to take it up to 20% off to clear it. Whereas actually, if you were able to segment that into layers, you would find that these bits don't need such a big discount. These bits, they maybe need a bigger discount. But the nibble tool, because it will discount on it a product by product of negotiation by negotiation and a customer by customer basis, it will find a clearing point for each one of those products without being any extra work for you. You obviously could do that, but it would involve taking so many more decisions that it, it just becomes impractical. Yeah. And, and the, that 27% of 50%, that's the difference between losing money on it and making money on it isn't it essentially it's it's turning a a loss into a not a massive profit but still a much better profit than that loss would have been um rosie any final advice before we before we wrap up our chat i think i just remember that you know a second hand rolex watch that's being cleared is sometimes more expensive than a new one and i just don't forget that somebody out there might really value this item and your job is just to find that person and to be a little bit more confident about it and that's i think what having a conversation and not pricing everything at that 75% off does for you. Brilliant. A, a message to remember people, that one. Um, okay, Rosie, thank you so much for being a part of this e-commerce explored series. If you would like to get in contact with Rosie, you can find her on LinkedIn and you can find out how Nibble can clear your overstocks with AI negotiation at nibbletechnology.com and links to all of that are available via our short link ecmp.info forward slash overstock. Thank you, Rosie.
All right. Thank you very much. It was lovely to see you. Let's meet our second expert guest, Anna Llorente from DoFinder. Hello, Anna. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to have you here and um, and brilliant to be taking the angle you're going to be taking to this problem, which I think is one of those ones that so many businesses just do not consider can be a help in this, well, you know, when we're trying to clear that excess stock. So before I waffle on about it, Anna, because it can be so much more interesting if we hear about it from you, how can you sell, how can a brand sell their excess stock to their existing customers? Well, so thank you so much again for having me. Uh, I hope I can provide you with an answer that is a bit more out of the box. So before I can give you the answer, I'm going to bring up a few statistics uh, just to help make my point. So bear with me for a second, um, because the question that everybody should ask themselves is why is the stock piling up? Why they are not able to make a sale? Uh, and sometimes uh, it's just people cannot find the product that they are looking for, even if you have it on stock. So uh, studies shown that around 30% of people look for a product on the search bar. So they use a search bar actively to find products, but 15% of them are not being able to find them. So one of the reasons why you are not getting rid of that stock may be just that. So I hope during these 15 minutes, I am able to explain a bit more uh, about a default search bar and how can you optimize it to actually make it work. So one, I love the fact you made that point about why have you got the overstock in the first place? And I think that is certainly one of the things we're trying to help people solve during this event is how to avoid building up in the first place of which exactly what we're talking about today is part of the solution. And just to be clear on this, 30% of people are using the search bar, 15% of them aren't finding the product. So we're disappointing 50%, half our customers, basically, on average. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 50% of the users will see no results found, uh, even if you have the product, which is like, it's just astonishing, right? Um, it may be that they just made a typo, you know, or uh, didn't use the really the product title. So let's say you have written t-shirt with a dash, but your customer is looking without it. Uh, so then they will not be able to find the product just because the product is technically not the same, right? Um, so yeah, it's just astonishing, uh, but it's, it's what happens. Also, there are some, so many known product uh, searches these days. So people really not uh, searching for a product, but more for like a problem that they want to uh, solve or like a need that they have. So let's say I have a headache. I don't know what I need for a headache. So I'll just go to my online store and type headache and I want to find products that solve those needs, you know? Uh, so a search bar should be able to provide you with this. So what are the key things we should be doing with our our search? You know, what are the what, what are the things you see do find the customers putting in place that make the quickest impact on making sure customers find that product so they can buy that product? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, the first thing that they can do is just turn it on, right? Just search into an advanced search bar, then all those uh, zero results, you know, will be just gone. So you always get a result and you will always get relevant results. So that's like up to 99% of the of the results, you know, that the search bar will throw will be relevant to your user needs. So that's the first thing really is it just implemented, you know? So we're simply saying the out the box search on a website, be it a WooCommerce, a Shopify, BigCommerce, whatever it might be, we can take that to a level above by putting some good software in that, that because it has clever algorithms and all the rest of it, 
just with that little step, better things happen. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just by doing that, uh, you know, you will be able to understand typos. It will tailor the results based to previous searches and all the searches that the customers are doing. So we will showcase the strategic products that you want to showcase just by turning it on. So as easy as that. And you said strategic products there. So I'm guessing this is kind of where that clearing a massive overstock comes in. I mean, you, I'm sure you could use strategic products for cleverer things if you didn't have an overstock problem. But with an overstock problem, that's the place we'd want to be putting our overstock so it gets the, the most visibility possible. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So there are a few things that you can do. One is uh, setting up boosting roles. So what it will do, basically, it will just give uh, a boost to the products that you want to showcase just because they're, you know, piling up there and you want to get rid of them. So you will give them a boost so they will be more likely to show up when the search, when the user makes a search. So, you know, that is, for example, you have a specific T-shirt, a specific uh I don't know, jeans that you want to showcase more for whatever reason, you can give a boost there. And you can even go farther and really like replace the search just to make it as you wish as a business owner, you know, because you are the one making the choices after all. So if you have like a collection that is not being sold very well, you can run discounts for that. You could add it to your search bar. Uh, You could have banners as well. Um, You could have promotions, recommendations, all of that just on your search bar. I think it it's one of those areas and I, I've, you know, I've been chatting with people like you who are deep in the world of site search for possibly a decade now. And it still amazes me that it's that so many brands just forget about search. Because there's we're talking about it from the how to clear the overstock product, but of course you can do all these things with best sellers with new products to get the right thing in front of the right customer. And it's kind of mad how many companies aren't um aren't taking advantage of, of a technology which a huge amount of impact happens when you just install it. I've, I've done, sorry for anyone who's seen me do this rant before, but I've done it many times because the numbers stack up. So, and if we, if we start thinking of our search as a search, the search section of our website as a promotional tool, as a active tool where we can shift the right products, what sort of impacts do you see that having for the customers who go from standard neglected search to actively managed search yeah so we are seeing customers increase their sales by 20 or 30 percent just by turning on the the search bar uh and it's it's crazy but i mean it makes sense because uh people who actively search for for products is because they are interested in buying and they are more likely to buy around four to six times more than any standard user so it is important really to showcase products that you know you want to sell and yeah, it just the change is just immediate and it's crazy. So this this as this is really helping us avoid future overstocks and helping us clear the existing overstocks with with both by just making it possible for the customers to find it and by promoting those products a bit more. Are there any other um, awesome things we should be doing as we take control of our site search that you'd uh, you'd also recommend to us? Yeah, so statistics is a huge thing. Uh, so an advanced search bar will uh, provide you with a lot of statistics. So what are the products that are being uh, searched the most? What are the products that are being sold the more uh, the most as well? Uh, which are the products that they cannot find? Uh, so let's say, for example, you sell uh, Nike shoes and the user is looking for Adidas instead. 
uh, of course, that search is just going to bring no results, right? right? Because you don't have the product in stock. But now you're able to set that as a synonym, kind of. And then when a user, even if we're looking for a brand, like let's say Nike again, you will show them Adidas instead. And you are more likely to make the purchase. And even if you cannot close that deal, it's more likely that the user will come back to your store in the future and uh, you will be able to sell them in the future as well. So uh, those are just, you know, tiny details, but it really helps you to make decisions for the future. So because by analyzing, you know, what are the products that are most searched, which ones are the ones that I'm missing? You can also make uh, decisions in the future about what stock to actually, you know, have and what not. Like maybe there are brands that are selling more or maybe are trending products that you still don't know about and by identifying all that and really going through that data you can really make a huge decisions for your business i say data is one of the big themes across all of our episodes i think and it's you know i think one of the other things which 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 you can realize um when you're looking at this great search data is also oh we've been calling it this and our customers are calling it this you know it's like um uh, Americans call what's going on on the front of my head bangs. In the UK, we call it fringe. Now, if you're selling, you know, if your customer, if you suddenly discover your customers are searching for, I don't know, bang straighteners, I'm picking a terrible example, then you suddenly realize we aren't, we're only listing them as fringe straighteners. Therefore, if we make that simple change, ba ding, that then can feed back into the rest of your marketing, your site content, and all the rest of it. it it's a, just the, the fact that you you can turn on a decent site search and bang, impact happens. Then it gives you all the tools to make impact happen even more. And then it gives you the data. Like I said, for me, no brainer, absolute no brainer. Um, and any, is there anything we've missed as we've gone through this or have we got all the right thing? Have we told everyone all the things they need to know about using this as a way to clear their excess stock? So I think this is a great start. Like I would recommend everybody to just, you know, test it out, try it out from the results and see. Uh, but if I would have to say just one last thing is recommendations. So when you have like uh, stock piling up, uh, just bundle it up with something else, you know, that, you know, it's selling very well. And uh, what that creates is also amazing. Uh, and if you don't want to do it yourself, you know, there are models as well that can implement recommendations automatically, which is something that I actually recommend um, because, you know, all the in, in, uh, artificial intelligence is like it's already smart enough to um, to decide which products go well together. Uh, but that's I think that's also something that's really easy to implement and that it can give you like really like a, an advantage for your business. Yeah, it's like the search part is just the first step on taking control of that merchandising on your site to make it work for you. Anna, it has been brilliant having you as part of the uh, e-commerce Explored series. So thank you so much for being here. Guys watching, listening, if you want to get in contact with Anna, you can find her on LinkedIn and you can find out more about what we've just been chatting about at dofinder.com. That's D-O-O-F-I-N-D-E-R.com. And whilst you're there, why not get a free trial of their smart site search software so you can immediately try out the things and the ideas we've just been chatting to you about. Links to all of that is available via ecmp.info forward slash overstock. Thanks again, Anna. Wow. Well, huge thanks to both my expert guests, Rosie and Anna, for being 
So brilliant and bringing such great, excellent insights to this session. And as I mentioned at the start, I was so keen to highlight two unusual and innovative approaches to clearing excess stock in this episode. So I hope they've got you thinking both, let's face it, about clearing those overstocks and just a little bit about how to uh, to sell more stock at full price too. But of course, that leaves us with a lot of options unmentioned on how to clear your excess stock to your existing customers. So before we wrap up, here are three bonus quick fire tips I've come across whilst researching this event and from my nearly 20 years of experience in e-commerce and marketing. Number one, be clever with your discounts. Too, too easy just to pick a big number and chuck a percentage sign after it. That is not clever good marketing. As Rosie's example showed us, that is not the best way to clear your stock. So be clever. Remember my marketing mantra, a promotion exists to get customers to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. So what are you trying to get them to do and how can you do that cheaply? We've put a link to a whole blog post where I talk about that and a book where I talk about that in the notes underneath the video for you. Um, So what does that mean when we're clearing excess stock? Well, Generally, when you're looking to shift excess stock, you want your customers to buy volume. You want them to buy multiple units. So it's time to crack out some multi-buy offers. It's time to crack out some bundles. Difference between those in my lingo is multi-buy offers are where you're saying, pick any three, get them for the price of two, buy one, get one free, that kind of thing. But they've got to select multiple products to create the multi-buy, to get the multi-buy offer. A bundle is where you go, pick this product, which is X, Y, and Z bundled together. So they're going for the one product which you have decided what the bundle is. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, And then the third one is the good old mystery box. When you're just desperate to get rid of it and you don't know what to do, create a mystery box. So for example, £40 worth of cuddly toys for just £20 when you buy our mystery box. The customer gets no control over what's going in there but they know they're going to get really good value from that mystery box. And some customers just love a mystery box. It can be a great way of clearing stock. So incentivize the customers to help you out, to help you clear the volume rather than just discounting. So be clever with your discounts. The final thing to say on this is customers get confused with percentages. So try real money discounts like here's five pounds to spend in our sales section. That sort of thing can have a really positive impact on increasing the response to your to your offers. I said I was going to give you three bonus quickfire tips. That was just the first one, so I better speed up a bit. And number two was how about using some of that overstock product as a free gift? Now we all know a free gift can be a great way to incentivize someone to make a purchase. That free gift should have universal appeal to your customers, should be giveable as a gift by them, something they're going to use themselves. So not everything is going to work. You also want to make sure that if you're selling pencils, you don't put a whacking great mug in as the free gift because that's going to have a a really bad impact on your postage charges. So consider what you're putting in there carefully, but it may be that it's better for you to give something away as a free gift and use it as an incentive to get them to buy your new stock rather than just keep hammering out those those, um, promotional offers on that product you're now going to give away. So consider reallocating some of it to free gifts. You may even decide you're just going to chuck it out in parcels as a surprise free, free gift, but it gets it out the warehouse, it gets it through the business, it 
uses it in some kind of positive way for your business. And of course, it means you're not paying to store it anymore. So that was number two. Number three in my quick fire tips is protect your brand by only sending the offers to the most interested customers. Now, often when we're talking about sales stuff, you know, clearing out stock when you haven't got that much of it, what we're really interested in doing is making the marketing labor as small as possible. You know, we just do sale now on, must end soon, all those great big messages. But when, for example, if you're overstocked in garden fairies, as once upon a time I worked for a business who were, this was a, a niche product within our range. So rather than send the big old fairy discount to the whole database, with where it was irrelevant to 80% of the customers never bought fairies, I'm making the 80% up, you get the point. Then what we did was we took the, the, the people on our database who had previously bought fairies and we just sent that message to them, which meant we could send a more interesting message to the other 80%, cleared out our fairy overstock problem, and we made money off the rest of them who wouldn't have bought from the fairies email by sending them another message. So consider how you can protect your brand by sending the right help us clear our overstock message to the right um, customer. And I guess the fourth one would be don't don't be afraid, like Rosie was talking about, to add some humor into this, to make these messages on brand, to give that, to really marketing them up, I suppose. Oh, look, we will share lots more than just those tips when our Overstocks handbook comes out. That'll be in a couple of weeks and I will let you know as soon as that is ready. Um, so let me now just finish off the last couple of things I need to tell you before we fully wrap up this session. So the most important thing to remember about clearing your Overstocks via your own site is that there is a limit to what is achievable. You can't clear endless stock through your own site. You just don't have the volume of visitors. You don't have the number of customers to make that possible. And you don't want to only be talking to your customers about this stock you want to clear. You've got other things to say. So only so much of this can be shifted via a reasonable time frame to your existing customer base. That means there's likely to be a point at which it's worth reallocating your stock somewhere else, which might well mean taking a bigger margin hit. Why might this be worth it? Cash. It's always cash. The lifeblood of your business. Turn the product back into cash. Reduce the amount you're paying for warehouse storage. And if you thought there were a lot of ways you can shift overstock via your own site, there are oh so many ways more to shift it elsewhere. But this is that very hidden part of our industry that I mentioned in the intro session. So make sure you're here for session three, where we're going to be shining a light on all those hidden ways you can answer the question, where else can you sell your stock without sending it to landfill? Huge thanks again to our partners, Nibble, Real Lift, Returnalize, Sneaker Impact and Digital Gearbox for their support in making this event a reality. Please do share this event with your team. Signups remain free and replays will be available. So you and they can access all the live sessions and more free resources at ecmp.info forward slash overstock. That's the short link to tell everybody. But that is also if you're logged in and looking at me right now on the, uh, you know, you've got the video on the on the website, then you can grab much of that right now exactly where you are. OK, then see you in our next session so we can help you to master the problem of overstocks. Thanks for listening to e-commerce explored. 
the latest podcast from the e-commerce podcast network. If you've got an e-commerce topic you'd like us to explore in our next series, get in touch via ecommerceexplorer.com.